0: Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash, and let's dive into a new episode. Are you looking for unique gifts for the special women in your life? Moms, sisters, friends? The Second Phase Etsy shop was created with gift giving in mind. Visit the shop to purchase beautiful note cards for every occasion that after your special someone reads the personal note, they can put the card in a simple frame to display in their home a gift that keeps on giving. The second phase features my original art photography that I personally selected for you. Another great gift idea is a journal. These journals are beautifully crafted with sturdy covers with my fine art images on them. We created the pages lined on one side and blank on the other for those who like to doodle, write in free form, or draw as part of their journaling practice. At the second phase, we believe in creativity as a tool for living a purposeful and meaningful life and want to share our creations with you. Our products are great for teacher gifts, Mother's Day gifts, birthday gifts, and just little happy gifts and inspiration. Are you feeling extravagant and want to treat yourself to some art? Check out our beautiful line of fine art prints. They help any room in your home feel special. To access the Etsy shop, visit my website, www.RobinGrahamPhotography.com forward slash shop or you can go straight to Etsy and just search the second phase but keep in mind there are no spaces the second phase is all together we hope you enjoy the shop and all of the products we've created especially for you hello everyone I am so excited to tell you about this episode today I interviewed Ralph and Dracchio and we had this incredible conversation about improv and how improv can really help you experience mindset shifts and inspire you to change all those thoughts that we have in our head that hold us back and help us develop really great meaningful, powerful, genuine relationships with other people through listening and really getting those thoughts out of our mind and shifting that energy into our heart and our feelings. And I'm so excited to share this with you. Ralph and I could have talked forever. I mean, I had to stop the recording, but we continued our conversation after the recording and he was so inspiring. So I really hope you enjoy the episode as much as I did the interview. Ralph Andracchio, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I have actually never done improv, but I have oh. read and heard that it is just this incredible tool for really helping people overcome fears of speaking and, and developing the ability to communicate and network effectively and has so many benefits, both professionally and personally. So I'm really, really excited to dive into this subject with you. But first, before before we do that, will you tell the listeners a little bit about you? Because I think your journey is one that is very empowering to hear because you went from a place that so many of us come from, but yet haven't transformed the way you have. So tell us, tell us all about you.
1: Well, again, thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate your time. Uh, so what? where I came from, uh, I got into improv 2008, so about 12, 12 plus years ago. Actually, I bought my first class as a birthday present for myself because I have a friend out in California who I saw do improv, and I thought, oh, that looks pretty cool. I think I can do that. And so I bought myself a First class as a birthday present, and after that first class, never looked back. I thought, "This is it. This is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. I love it," because it spoke to the parts of myself that I was ignoring for so long. I was a very introverted person. I was struggling with a lot of personal issues, self doubt, uh, imposter syndrome, like a, a lot of things that a lot of people go through. And what improv did was. It gave me permission to focus on myself and find my inner strengths and find my voice and step into my power and say, what I have to say is valuable. My point of view is valuable and I'm giving myself permission to open up and connect with other people. And so my journey through improv, actually, I got better at it. I became a teacher. I became a performer. I've been traveling all over the U.S., Performing in festivals, running workshops, teaching classes, co facilitating corporate workshops. And what it, the true thread in all of it is helping people realize what I realized. And it's you matter. You have a power inside of you that if you stop and take a breath and embrace it and slow down and open yourself up there's this whole world of opportunity and connection and excitement out there if you're willing to listen for it and be accepting of it. And that's what got me into coaching because I had a day job. I worked for a nonprofit for 10 years that was based in DC. And so I was doing that in parallel with improv. And it got to the point where I was basically working two full-time jobs. And it was, I came to the point where I had to decide between the paycheck and the guaranteed financial stability, or diving headfirst into this thing that I love that changed my life so much and seeing what I could do with that. And I picked that one and it was really scary, but I have a really supportive partner and I have a really supportive group of friends who were there to kind of cheer me on and support me. And in doing research to figure out how I could make this into a business found coaching and realized that I was already doing a lot of what coaching is. And so I decided to take classes, I graduated classes, and then I started my own business officially in January of 2019. So that's how I got where I am right now. Long story short.
0: (laughs) I love it. You said so (laughs) many things though, Ralph, like Uh so many things. Okay. So I'm a fellow introvert which amazes people because I don't know any strangers. I mean, I can talk to anyone, but I think that's because I love to get to know other people and I love to dive inside of them, you know, and and learn about them and just build that emotional connection. So as an introvert, I totally get what you're saying. And those, you know, imposter syndrome is so incredibly real. And this is going to be perfect timing because I just recorded an episode specifically on imposter syndrome. So, you know, all of those things, that self-doubt and those conflicts that we battle with inside our own heads and our own minds. And I'm fascinated how first of all, that you overcame all those. That's wonderful. That's incredible. But I want to know how you, how improv did that for you? Like, how did it take you outside of those negative thoughts, the negative mindset and transform into, you know, accepting yourself and really loving yourself probably too?
1: Yeah. Great question. I think the main thing that improv taught me, and then I like to teach my students is the power of listening. And when I say listening, it's not just to other people, but it's to yourself. It's giving yourself that space, hold the space to really, truly, deeply listen to what's going on inside yourself, what's going on around you, what the other person you're talking to is saying and feeling. It's not listening is not just waiting for your turn to speak. It's listening to everything the person's saying, what they're not saying, the words they're using, the silence that happens. Another big thing of what I teach is embracing that silence that happens during conversations because that's where all the processing happens. That's where all the settling into the moment happens. So improv taught me a lot about that, just slowing down and truly opening myself up to listen to myself and to others. And that opens up all the opportunities for connections that we never knew were possible. And trusting yourself, really, like trusting your gut in terms of, okay, I just listened to what you said, and this is my reaction. This is what I have to say to that. This is what I find interesting about that. This is what I find compelling. This is what I disagree with. That's what true conversation and connection is. It's having a reaction, an opinion, and wanting to connect on that and really have a conversation about it. And I think that's important right now in our current climate, where people are so polarized about a whole bunch of things. It's important to be able to practice that kind of deep listening and holding space and being present and not getting caught up in the emotion of it.
0: Oh, holding space and being present. Wow. That's like so powerful. (laughs) And I love how you're talking about listening because I think, you know, when we are intentional with our conversations, we're able to better connect with people and build an emotional relationship that really forms an emotional connection, which then forms those genuine relationships. And, you know, from a branding perspective, I think Every single entrepreneur or business owner, period, even in corporate, you know, like you said, you do the corporate team trainings and, and exercises and things. And if we aren't listening to what's going on around us, but then also listening to how those experiences are affecting our own self-thoughts and, and even, you know, self-care related to all of that, if, if you're going to be in a downward spiral.
1: Mm -hmm. It also leads into a great conversation about leadership, because we're all leaders in our own right. But leaders in our organizations, our team managers, you know, whoever, whatever the case may be, the best leaders are the ones that practice what we're talking about. They don't just bark orders at people and then expect things to get done. Real, true, good leaders will sit down with people and say, what do you need? How are you doing? How can I support you to be successful? How can we work together to get this done? Those are true leaders. It's letting go of your ego that says, I have to be the expert in the room and know everything. And you just do what I say because I don't like to be challenged. True leaders like to be challenged. Mm -hmm. They like to answer questions. They like to think differently and they like to surround themselves with people who will challenge them and who will ask questions. And that's when you really build a really good solid team.
0: Oh, absolutely. And like you said, all of us have a leader in us. We're all leaders. We all have that mm-hmm. capability. It's whether or not we choose to live that life of leadership, right? And mm-hmm. you know, when you're working with clients, like I learn from my clients all the time. Absolutely. And it's yep. that. And I think that is so key to everything that we do is to be able to accept that we don't know everything. And we're not meant to know everything. We're only given so many gifts, right? And you know, Mm -hmm. those are what we have. And those are what we're meant to use. But everything else we need to just listen, absorb, take in and apply.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love being a coach because I attract clients that I learn from, like they have something that they're working through, or they have a question about, That relates directly to my life and things that I'm going through right now. So this is a very interesting job to have because I learn something from all of my clients every single day, every single session I have. And that's what life is. It's being open to other people teaching you something. And again, it goes back to imposter syndrome where we feel like I have to be the expert. And if I'm not, people are going to find me out. I'm I'm a fraud. I'm going to lose everything. I don't deserve anything I have. When you open yourself up and slow down and say, you know, yes, I don't know everything, that's a powerful position to come from. Like, I'm willing to learn. And I tell people all the time, I don't want to stop being a student. I love learning. Like, when I'm done with learning and I think I know everything, I think that's when I'm at the end of the line, you know, because you kind of stop living when you stop learning and being open to new experiences.
0: Oh, I love that too. And you're so right. I say that I would be the eternal student. Like, I could go to college every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) Maybe not take the test, but I would love to sit in those classrooms and auditoriums and just absorb all that information. I think that's why I love podcasts so much because I can just, no matter what I'm doing in my day, I can listen and learn constantly. Have you joined the Brand Insider private Facebook group yet? If not, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups slash the brand marketing insider, where we make branding fun. Every day we network and build community and genuine relationships and learn tips all about building a brand that stands out and makes an impact. I'd love to see you there. And I know everyone else in the group would love to learn from you and connect with you as well. So head on over there and join the Brand Marketing Insider Private Facebook group. Okay, so let's talk about improv in a little more detail because I'm fascinated how, tell us a little bit more about what it is. Like tell us, you know, like what are the exercises related to improv? Just so that we have that foundation and then we can kind of visualize how it actually transforms the thinking process.
1: Absolutely. So I won't go into the weeds about it, but basically what improv is, it's when two people get on stage without a script and they get some kind of suggestion or input from the audience to kind of give them a place to start. And then they put on basically a one act play, but everything is made up on the spot. We don't prepare anything beforehand. We don't get meet up and I'm like, okay, you're going to play this character and I'm going to do this. And then halfway through, we're going to do this. We just come out on stage, tabula rasa, you know, and whatever happens, happens. And what improv does is it makes you hyper aware in the moment. You become this antenna for every signal that's coming at you. So... It's not just what your scene partner says, it's what they don't say. It's the pauses they take. It's how far away they are from you. It's how close they are to you. It's the feeling in the room. If the audience has a certain reaction, that sends the scene in a whole new direction. What improv teaches you is to exist wholly and completely in the moment that you're in and take in all the information you can because everything means everything in improv. And you use every single bit of information that comes at you to formulate a response. Oh, okay. They just said that. And it making, it's making me feel this certain way. I'm not going to say, no, that's not good enough or no, that doesn't fit into this moment right now and replace it with something else. I'm going to go with that, you know, because it also teaches us to be excited about not knowing and excited about where this is going to go. I have no idea where this is going to go, but I know that it's going to be good because we're supporting the heck out of each other. And that's, that's another thing that improv teaches us is to not only trust yourself, but support the hell out of each other, support the hell out of your team, because the only way you can fail in improv is if you negate everything and don't support and say, no, that's dumb, or that's not good enough. You know, improv is unbreakable. I've tried, it's been 12 plus years. I've tried to break it. I can't break it. The only way you can break it or fail at it is if you say no to the experience and you cut yourself off from it. That's the only way you can really fail at it. So that's why I love improv is that I've had lawyers in my classes. I've had doctors in my classes. I've had psychiatrists in my classes. I've had teachers, all walks of life. But why they're really taking it is to have a better connection to themselves and be able to roll with the punches easier in life because life is improv. We have no idea what's gonna happen when we get up in the morning. And so if you can take classes and immerse yourself in this art form where it teaches you how to do that, how do you like just trust yourself and whatever happens, you got it. You're gonna be good at it. You're gonna have a response to it. That's what improv really teaches you because Again, life is improv. We don't have we're not handed a script when we get up in the morning like, okay, here's what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? It's a crapshoot, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> so I have a couple of things that I was thinking about, you know. So my first reaction to think about being in this situation, and I've only had done improv one time, and it was a very small, like networking type organization where we were partnered off and we had to, you know, basically do this. And Mm -hmm. for me, like as an anxious person, naturally, I, my anxiety level goes up thinking and all of those thoughts of fear and everything else start creeping in. And I'm going, can I do this? What what if I don't say the right thing? What if I, what if I do negate it? You know,
1: Mm -hmm. I'm thinking
0: all these things. So how does someone that is naturally fearful, naturally anxious going into this Can they still do it? Like, what exercises can they do to talk themselves into it? Because I'm thinking, we're the people that need this the most. And then, you know, how do we, I guess, how does it affect those emotions then once you've done it?
1: Yeah, I think beginning at the beginning and what we teach in our level one, you know, first class is yes and. I think that's the big thing that everybody, even if you don't know what improv is, everybody's heard of yes and. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of like our main thing that we teach. And yes and isn't just saying the words yes and to everything that comes your way. It's more of a philosophy of being open to everything that happens. Like the yes, okay, yes, this is happening. I accept the premise of the reality that I'm in right now. And I'm going to add my two cents to it. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to say, okay, great. This is happening. What comes next? You know, and trusting yourself. It's not what you said. I love what you said. Like, oh, this isn't going to be good enough. What I'm going to say. Well, how do you know until you actually say it? This is what I do with my clients too. They have all these great ideas in their head, but then they say, oh, but it's not good enough. And then they just kind of keep it locked away. A lot of what improv is, is turning down the volume on that judgment because it's judgment from other people. What we perceive or what we assume other people are going to say, and 99.9% of the time, it's not going to happen. That's whatever worst case scenario we have in our head is just not going to happen. It's just us, it's our fear being overprotective. Fear keeps us safe, but it also keeps us stuck mm-hmm. where we are. And so, What improv teaches us is to uh, let go of that fear, you know, and just say, you know, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to say this thing because I think it's the right thing to say right now. And then I know my scene partner is going to support me no matter what I say. And then we we start to trust each other. And then you kind of let go of that fear and that judgment and you get lost in the moment. Everything else kind of fades away. The audience fades away. The lights fade away. And it's just you and your your scene partner who you're talking to in this, you're creating this wonderful world. And it really is, you kind of, I've had moments where I kind of leave my body almost. And it's like, you just float in this wonderful, warm space of like, yeah, this like we're flowing together and we're having this great conversation. And it's like, all that negative stuff just fades away because you don't need it. There's no reason for it. There's nothing to keep me safe from. In this space, you know what I mean?
0: There's a couple of things that I want to hit on. And the the second one is like associating this with public speaking. But the first was that the trust factor. And like I talk a lot about, you know, once we find clarity in like our brand messaging or our business, our niche, our ideal client. We're able to then have more confidence. And when we have more confidence, we're able to trust ourselves, which then enables our clients or our audience before their clients to trust us and then hire us. But it's almost like we have to have that trust for ourselves, then the confidence then the trust for others and then the confidence in others. So it's like just trust, confidence, trust, confidence, trust, confidence over and over and over again. And as I was listening to you speak, like for me, public speaking was literally stifling for me. Like I could not physically do it. I became ill. I I would just complete mental block. Like I could not do it now. I love it. Like I welcome those opportunities, but For so long, I was so afraid of it, and just listening to everything you're saying, I can see how this would be so empowering for anyone who was in the situation I was in because you don't have to fear it as long as you can trust yourself and have the confidence in yourself that you're the expert, you're the authority, you're the one that's educating at that moment in time because you know more than the people in your audience and even if you don't know more than every single person in your audience they're still going to learn something from you and that's the key
1: yeah absolutely it's believing in yourself and believing in what you're talking about and having a spark for it having a passion for it i think that's what makes the difference all the good public speakers you can think of they really believe in what they're saying and they want to share that idea. Like when I, I used to get really nervous when I got up in front of a, a class to teach, as I did it more, I kind of went away and I fell in love with it because I have this passion for what I'm doing and I want to share it with these people. I want them to get just excited as about this as I am. And I think that's the difference. That's And that's also the difference when you run a business between being a salesman, quote unquote, and doing air quotes, and just connecting with people on a human level and saying, hey, I'm doing this thing that I really believe in and I love and I want to tell you about it. And let's have a conversation about it. Like, how can we help each other? This is where I'm coming from. I want to hear where you're coming from. Oh, that's the other thing. It's also about storytelling because our brains are set up. That's how we pass knowledge to each other. We sit around a fire and we tell stories and we still have that inside of us. And that's where I think the most successful public speakers, the most successful Business owners, that's where their power lies, is they're good storytellers. Mm -hmm. They can connect with their audience and say, hey, I'm going to tell you a story. Come on a journey with me. Let's see where this goes. And I think that's another thing that improv teaches us is Mm -hmm. to tap into that part of ourselves. That's the storyteller. And just enjoy the ride and take everybody else along for the ride with
0: us. Yeah, I love that. And so much of life is storytelling and branding is Mm -hmm. storytelling. And without creating that story, crafting that story around who we are and why we do what we do and, you know, who the people are we serve, we can't engage or build relationships without storytelling.
1: Nope.
0: It's just a fundamental fabric, a a thread in the fabric
1: of our lives. That's how we connect with each other. It's like, tell me your story. I also changed how I network with people because of that, because I realized that we all say, the first thing out of our mouths when we meet somebody is, "Hey, what's your name?" And then the next question is, "What do you do for a living?" So, boring. and it's, we're so much, we're so much more than what we do for a living, right? So, I changed it to ask, "Tell me your story. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more about you. What's your story? How did you get here?" And I think that opens up more avenues for the person to talk about themselves because we're not defined by the work we do. It's a part of us, but it's not a hundred percent of us. So, I like couching everything from that storyteller point of view when I meet new people. I think the other people appreciate it as well because it's not, like you said, it's very boring to hear over and over, oh, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. What do you do for a living? Yeah. yeah. Well, it
0: builds that relationship and it shows that you are willing to listen, you're ready to listen, mm-hmm. and you care. I think it just shows yeah. so much more compassion and empathy all rolled up you know, together And Mm -hmm. yeah, I do the same thing. I'm like, so tell me your story or tell me more about you. I want to learn about you. Like, and really that's to me, that's the heart of it. I want to know everything. (laughs) I mean, not the nitty gritty, obviously, but you know, I want to know as much (laughs) as I can because the more you know about someone, like you said before, the more you're going to trust them, the more confident you're going to feel around them. And when that happens, we just naturally are able to build those relationships and friendships and trust. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you got it. Oh, I love this so much. I'm like (laughs) ready to take a class. So, okay, Ralph, tell everyone how they can find you, not only on social media, but, you know, hopefully this is inspiring people to really tap into this as a way to to shift their mindset or to, you know, grow as as a person or as even a public speaker or business owner. So how can people find you? How can they work with you? Tell us all the details.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So you can find me at my website, informationcoaching.com. You can read more about me and my journey and how I approach coaching and how I can help you. I'm also on LinkedIn at Info Coach Ralph. I have a Facebook business page, Info Coach Ralph as well. And how I approach my coaching practice is how I approach improv. It's not clinical for me. It's me connecting with you as a person. That's how I run my classes, you know? Tell me your story. How can I support you? How can I help you overcome whatever challenge you're facing right now? How can I help you see your life in a different way? How can I help you step into your power, embrace yourself, Uh, you know, trust your voice, I see myself as helping my clients through a huge transition in their life. It's what I did teaching and it's what I'm doing now. It's you come to me in this very weird, raw state of, I know I'm here for a reason, but I don't quite know why. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And what I do, what I do most powerfully, and I think all coaches do, is I hold space for you. And I say, you know, I'm giving you permission. I'm gonna hold this space let's just talk through it. What do you got? You know, what, where do you want to go? What do you want to see? Who do you want to be? And then we talk through how to get there. And like you said before, it's starting with trusting yourself and loving yourself and embracing yourself because you can't really achieve any of those goals you want to achieve unless you have a really good, clear idea of who you really are. What gets me out of bed in the morning? What values do I really cherish? Why am I doing what I'm doing? You know, Why do I have the job I have, the relationships I have? And it all leads back to who you are and what you love and hold dear and what you want to see in the world. What I do is I help you get clear around all that stuff. And when you know that, it's like this aha moment where my clients go, oh my God. I never saw oh my god you're right I never saw that before holy holy crap mm-hmm. and then the most powerful thing I do is I just shut up I let you process that you know that's another great thing improv teaches us is that silence is beautiful and it's powerful so you don't have to talk all the time just sit and let whatever just happen happen and process and then the answers will come
0: oh I love that I love that Oh, this has been so fun. I love this conversation so much. I I just feel like it's got so much value and potential to help so many people. So thank you so much for being here, Ralph. I really appreciate it. Absolutely.
1: Thank you for having me. This was really fun. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for creating the space.
0: And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, the brand marketing insider. Please spread the word about the second day's podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.